ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Hey, man. If I can do it, you can do it too. And how can I help you do this? Don't settle. Ever. Don't settle. Just go full send. His battle, our fight. And it's, you know, a goal, an achievable goal, and maybe even a high, high, high-level goal you may never hit. Well, it's, it's a wonderful way for us to make each other stronger. I, I feel like that my strength comes from him, and so I try to give all my stuff, you know, to him. You know, take down those barriers um, and those false beliefs that they can do it. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions because it's going to happen. And the sooner you can get comfortable being uncomfortable, the better you're going to be. In this moment, you can decide to take hold, move forward and go head on, up, over and through. It's do or do not. Through these stories and perspectives, we hope to give insight to the challenges we all face every day. Paying it forward through learned experience. Because quitting is too hard. For those who refuse to give up and continue to find a way, this is your fuel. Brought to you by Western Contours Podcast and our partners. Western Fly Covers. Ultralight protection for your gear. Stay on your game. Backcountry Archery. The passion and intent of ethical hunting led to the pursuit of building the most lethal bow setups while increasing accuracy. The Crazy Elk Company. Simple solutions in gear, giving back to the passion that has given so much. Jason Cole. I'm uh, I'm 38 years old. I'm an average human being that works a uh, a day-to-day job. Um, also on the side, I do a little bit of dabbling in the hunting industry. And on top of that, I'm trying to find my uh, my reasons why or my reasons why not to sit on the couch and. As far as my reasons why, I'm looking for reasons why I don't need to sit on the couch. And so, a quick little backstory is about seven seven years ago. I was on an archery shoot, and I was actually at Stevens Pass, and I 
I was coming up the hill and I ran across this, uh, this guy at a camel fire booth and he says, says to me, he says, Hey man, you got a range finder. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a range finder. So I give him the range finder. We introduce ourselves. His name's Kendall card. Um, some of you guys know him. So on that particular day, I was not the person talking to you right now. I was, I was hanging out with the guys. I was, I was drinking beers with the guys. You know, I was living the average 30 something year old life. I wasn't really working out, but I was getting outdoors and I was hiking. And so upon meeting this, this guy that just asked me to borrow my rangefinder, I met him again. And then as, as time went on, we stayed in contact and I, I instantly grew to just really enjoy this, this person Kindle's vibe. And I, uh, I instantly noticed how positive and upbeat he was, but not only that, you know, here's a guy that's, you know, he's a father, he's a friend, he's a business owner, he's a husband. And in front of me is standing this very, you know, successful, uh, well, good looking guy. And I'm like, wow, like, look at, like, this guy's got things going on. And so as that friendship kind of evolved, Kendall and I started, uh, we started sharing, you know, text message every day. We started sharing conversation. And uh, I think it was the next year. It was the next year. He calls me up and he says, Hey man, I really enjoy your company. You want to, you want to go to this archery shoot with me and help me out? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So we went back to, uh, we went back to Stevens Pass, Washington, where I originally met him. And we were sitting up on top of the mountain and Kendall starts doing, he just right in front of all these people, right at this booth, he starts cranking out pushups. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I kind of have this thing I like to do. It's, I do a hundred pushups a day. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Like that's pretty easy. Right. It's like a hundred pushups a day. So I, I joined in with him. Well, that was kind of the day that sparked the fire for me because I was like, you know, a hundred pushups a day is pretty easy. Everything was good then. Um, and I found myself not too many days later in the gym parking lot and with a gym membership and I just kept going down the wormhole and down the wormhole. And I was raised in a real strict uh, military household growing up. When I, when I finally moved out on my own at the age of 18, I think with all those rules and guidelines and all that stuff, which I thank my parents for today, I think I kind of was one of those rebellious kids. And I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fold my clothes or whatever the case is. And I'm not going to, I'm just going to hang out on the couch because guess what? Mom and dad didn't want me hanging out on the couch being a bum. So as I started working out and I got this gym membership, all those disciplines that my dad like ingrained into me started to come back out. But I still was like, I still wasn't, the fire really wasn't lit yet. It was, uh, it was burning, but a small gust of wind and it would have been, it would have been put out. So I, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm trying to find, you know, I'm trying to find all these reasons why I should go to the gym. 
you know, was it, was it physical appearance? I, I didn't know. So I started reaching, I kind of started reaching a plateau where I was like, man, why am I getting up early to come here and do this? I couldn't find why. And so I kind of, I kind of got on this conversation one day with uh, this guy and he goes, why I'm talking to him about, you know, gym and fitness. And he's like, well, why are you doing it? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, why do you do that? I'm like, I don't, cause that's what 30 something year old guys do. You hang out on the couch and you, uh, you watch TV. He's like, why? I'm like, are you writing a book? You know, like, what are you? And then as I, as I had this conversation with that guy at this point in time in my life, I remember back my, one of my thoughts about Kindle on when I met him, I'm like, here's a, here's this guy, right? He's successful. He, he's real upbeat. He's positive. He's friendly. He's fun to be around. And him and I kind of got into a conversation and I started kind of figuring out my why it's cause I, I don't want to be 30 something and just sitting on the couch like the average guy. I don't want to be average, but I don't want to be better than anybody else either. I just want to be better than I was yesterday. It's, I've never been real competitive against, you know, I didn't need to have the fastest truck be the best wrestler. I didn't need all these things. I just wanted everybody around me to be happy. I've always been kind of a jokester. So I got some of my friends to go to the gym with me. That lasted about four days. They didn't have it. They were like, dude, this waking up early stuff, it's not, it's not working. I'm like, oh, maybe we go in the afternoon. They're like, hey, look, after work, I got to go home. I got to, you know, I got kids. I got a wife. I got this. I got that. I'm like, oh, I don't have a, I don't have kids or a wife. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it started to dawn on me right then and there that I'd already found one, one reason why. Just, I didn't have excuses to make. So it's like, okay. So I, I, I made it up over that hurdle. Right. And as time went on, I kept finding reasons why, you know, I used, uh, I, I kept, I, I kept looking to become better than I was. You know, I become, I wanted to lift more weight. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be better looking, you know, and those things were all fine and dandy. And I started to get more and more into the hunting industry. And as I was getting more and more into this hunting industry thing, I was finding that my fitness level with some of these guys that I was hanging out with, going back to that being non-competitive, I was finding that these guys that are older than I am are, dude, they're, they're, they're running circles around me, you know? And I'm like, dang. So that right there in itself, that became another reason why, because guys that were older than me were out, they were outworking me. I didn't stop and quit. I didn't, I didn't give up. I kept working, but they were working harder than I was. And I was like, all right, this isn't right. The way I was raised is I should, I should be working just as hard as they are. And I, None of the guys that I was around at the time, I mean, none of these guys would ever, they weren't in a competition with me and they weren't trying to, you know, tell me that, Hey, you're, you know, you're younger. You should be in better shape. And so as, you know, time progressed, I, I kept, 
I kept finding new reasons why. I might be driving along, you know, and see see a see a homeless person on this, you know, that it just it didn't it doesn't necessarily irritate me or upset me that they're homeless. It might just hurt my feelings. And that right there becomes fuel for my fire. Tomorrow I'm getting up early and I'm I I'm not saying there's nothing bad about being homeless. I'm just I'm gonna use that right there as a reason to get up and work harder. That way I don't I don't fall into that rut. You know, I use my friends, you know, I I would look at my friends that were that I went to school with and I, I kept progressively not to pick on them, but I, I'm watching their health. You know, I mean, for Pete's sakes at the time, we might've been 35, 36 years old. And my buddies are complaining about their backs hurting and their legs hurting when we're getting out, in and out of a pickup truck, you know? And I'm like, Hey, right there. Okay. There's a good reason why go to the gym. You don't have to go to the gym and lift heavy weights. Just go to the gym, go to the gym, you know, do some fun, you know, do some, do some stability training, do some, just do stretches, walk on the treadmill, do something to keep your, your body mobile. Sitting on the couch is not keeping it mobile. Eating potato chips is not keeping it mobile. So I kept, as time, as I keep saying, as time progressed, I, uh, I kept finding all these little reasons why. And then we'll just fast forward right to the, right to the hard stuff, uh, to the, to 2019 I was on an elk hunt I was filming it um not too many people know the story so we were successful on the on the hunt it was a a really 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 cool special hunt um filled the tag and I come home I I'm sitting I'm laying in bed in uh in Utah my mom calls me and she says to me that they're going to take my dad to the doctor I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. You know, my old man's one of those guys that doesn't go to the doctor unless you're dying. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, where are you guys going? She's like, oh, Portland. I'm like, oh, I'm flying into Portland in the morning. Yeah, that's why we were calling you. I'm like, oh, what's he going to the doctor for? And so after picking and prodding, I, uh, I, I, I got it out of her. They're taking my old man to the, to the, to the, up to Portland to a, a cancer specialist because, well, he thought my old man had cancer. And so instantly, you know, I'm laying in bed. I'm like, I did the, I did the typical thing. Why me? And so the next morning I got up and I got on an airplane and I came home. And when I got home, I went and seen my dad and I could see the, I could see the fear I could see the worry. I could see all these things in my in my father's eyes, and I was like, you know, why, why me, right? I kept the next morning. I woke up and I, I went to the gym, and I, I remember this day very well. I kind of just went to the gym and I just kind of looked around. And I kept just kind of just looked around at stuff like why, like what, what am I doing here, and. I went to work and same kind of thing. It's like, do I tell these guys I work with? Like, and as I, and when I got off work that day, I, on my drive home, I was like, I can't, I can't let, I 
my dad raised me to be a fighter. I'm like, and if I quit right now during this, I'm going to upset my old man, right? I'm going to piss my dad off. And I'm just like, so I got to turn, I got to figure out before I go to bed tonight, before I wake up tomorrow, I got to figure out how to turn this into fuel for my fire, not for myself, but for my dad. So every day for, for months and months and months, I woke up, I went to the gym. Some days I went to the gym two, three times. Sometimes I would go to the gym and then I would come home and I would go walk and then I would go run. And people are messaging me and like, dude, you are savage. All along, I wasn't telling people, hey, I'm just doing this because if I don't, I need to do this because my, my mental stability needs this. Like, if my brain said you need to go put your running shoes on and go run, I put my running shoes on and went and ran. And so every day for, well, I found out in November. So uh, every day until just after January, I use my dad, you know, waking up every day, not knowing if he had cancer or not, because they were, you know, sci- you know, going through the, the, the tests and all the scientific, you know, all the stuff that goes along with cancer. I just knew that every day I couldn't, I could not let my old man see me fall off my bandwagon. And cause I, cause he told me time and time again, how proud of me he was and how, how much it meant to him that I finally pulled my head from my rear end and got my discipline back. So I, we got through it like probably mid January into January. Um, after all the tests and all the things, they finally got back to us. We sit down with this, this, uh, this cancer doctor and he explains all this stuff to us. And I, I remember sitting there and he's like, so you don't have cancer. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, my God, do I just, can I hug you? And he's telling my dad, he's like, you know, at your age, he goes, Ah, his cancer's very, you know, it's, it's, it's very real. He goes, but my, my old man's, uh, he's 62, 63, 62 or 63. This is a, this is a guy that still does a hundred sit-ups, a hundred push-ups. You know, he's still, he's still getting after it. Yeah. He's got, he's got a few extra pounds, but my old man's still getting after it. Right. So I'm like, he goes, the, the bet, the cancer doctor looks at my dad and says, what helps you so much through all this is because you're staying active. I'm like, that's it right there. There's another reason why, you, you know, I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow and get in some food car wreck or what. I don't know, but I, being healthy is important. And, you know, with disease and the current situation of COVID, it's important to be healthy. So we'll get to the, the good part of my story and where I've really found my, where they threw gas on the fire is how we'll, we'll word it. So I made it through February. I made it through all the trade shows. I was kind of back to, kind of back to feeling normal. Um, and my mom hits me with this, uh, 
text message one day. She's like, hey, can I call? I'm like, yeah, yeah, what's up? She's like, so you think I, I may have cancer? And I'm like, huh. I'm like, okay. We can, we can, we got this. I'm like, that's okay. I'm like, we'll get through this. And so I get off the phone with my mother and not knowing if she had cancer or not yet. She texts me and she's like, you're pretty calm about this. And I'm like, it's going to be okay. It's, I'm going to be here every step of the way. And she's like, okay. So then COVID happens. And my mom had this, this giant tumor on her right side, which she tried to hide. And because of the COVID nonsense here in Oregon, dealing, pe- dealing with people not knowing whether they had cancer or not, was not a priority, it seemed. So this whole entire time, you know, I'm I'm trying to just I'm trying to be as positive as I can for my mother. I'm and I'm trying to stay active. And I'm trying to be I'm trying to I'm trying to be the rock in my family at this point, right? I mean we just literally came out of, you know, the stuff with my dad and now my mom. So now my dad you know my dad hasn't even really got got back up on the high horse yet, right? He's still kind of like, uh, he's still picking himself back up off the horse that just bucked him off. I'm like, okay, well, I got to step up to the plate. I got to, I got to start working overtime. I got to do more. I got to work harder. Um, and so every day that I woke up, I just, I started realizing every day that I woke up that I needed I needed to, I needed to not wake up and start my day off pissed off. I needed to get, I needed to find a routine that, that even though I didn't know whether or not my mother had cancer, you know, I knew I had to start my day off right because I needed to do it for her. And so I started my day off every day. I get up, I say a little thanks for the, you know, the opportunity of today, I say a little, little prayer, if you will, uh, is saying thanks for the day. And then I listen to, it's probably cliche, but I listen to motivate. I listen to a motivational video as I get ready in the morning. I kind of just get my mind headed in the right direction and I'm just thankful. And even though I want to get up and I want to be irritated that the doctors won't, you know, they, they can't see my mom right now because of this COVID thing, because of possible sickness and getting it. I want to be, I want to wake up every day. I just want to be like, I just want to be pissed off about it. But I, I'm like, no, because if I, if I get irritated, I got to be here and be strong for my mom, but I got to keep my mental state right too. So it's like, you got to go to the gym. You you have to do this. And I'm not saying, you know, everybody's going to be a gym person. Some people might, might need to just go walk. But I guess what I'm trying to say is during these hard times, don't wake up in the morning and find the first negative thing you can. Wake up in the morning and start your day off right. Make your bed. So, you know, accomplish simple things. So we get through – sorry, I'm kind of jumping around. So we get through – COVID, you know, is, is at full rampant speed now and they're shutting gyms down 
And as soon as they said that, I'm like, oh, God. I wanted to turn my switch from happy-go-lucky, positive, boosting people on Instagram, telling people they're crushing it, to I wanted to crash Instagram. You know, I, I wanted to be irritated. I wanted to be upset because now they just took something away from me that I needed. I needed the gym. It, it wasn't a want. It was a need. And I knew that. And so <clears throat> I went to work and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do in the morning? Like, wh- why would I wake up early? What am I going to do? I don't have cable television. I'm, I'm like, I could get up early and play with a dog. I mean, you know, and I'm just like, okay, I got an idea. I'm a fabricator by trade. And so that, that day that they shut the gyms down, I had zero gym equipment. I had nothing. I didn't even have a band. And I came home and I was, I'm like, you know what? I can walk. That doesn't, that doesn't require equipment. I can walk. I can do, I can do body. I can do body workouts. I can do air squats. I can do pushups. I still, I still have a hundred pushups a day to do. I can, there's things I can do. So trying to still not be upset about my governor taking away something that was very precious to me, the gym. And also, you know, at this point in time, screwing with something that meant the world to me, the, the health of my mother, I'm digging as deep as I can at this point to not wake up every day and want to start the day off. Probably like, how 95% of people are dealing with stuff right now. I wanted to wake up and just instantly start, you know, being pissed off. I wanted to say how stupid and dumb and this and that, and just keep repeating myself. But I refused to let this stuff beat me. I wasn't going to let it beat me. And so my little light bulb, I'm pretty creative. My little light bulb clicked on. And so I went to work the next morning and I walked around our, our fab shop and I was looking at stuff and I'm like, what, why am I stressing out? I have, I have weight all the way. I have weight all around me. So that, that same day when I got off work, I went to the scrap yard and I walked around the scrap yard and I was looking for, you know, maybe somebody had turned in some plate weights because by this time, buying gym equipment for your house was non-existent. So I walked around, I walked around and I come across this piece of two and a half inch solid steel shaft. This is a solid bar. And I picked it up and I'm like, this is it. This is the very first piece of my gym equipment. This thing right here is going to keep me. This is going to keep angry. Jason, this is going to kick him out. We don't want him. We don't need him. We're not going to put, we're not going to do it. So I purchased the piece of steel. I brought it home. I weighed it. It was 50, 52 pounds. I still have it. Um, the next morning I woke up anxious, right? I was excited and I was anxious and I was nervous. I'm like, what am I going to do? I went out to my garage and I picked up that piece of steel and I, I completed a workout. You know, I completed something that meant 
that meant the very world to me. And my attitude that was slowly starting to degrade was now reversed. And so as things come available, you know, I bought, I, I got creative and I got some sandbags and I, I found a couple things and then I got desperate because I was running out of options. I went and found surgical tubing and tied loops and knots in it. You know, I'm asking, I'm asking my friends in the medical field. I'm like, Hey, can you give me surgical tubing from work? And they're like, what? I'm like, I need some surgical tubing. And they're like, um, for what? I'm like, I'm going to build my own, I'm going to build my own bands. So I got surgical tubing, went down and bought a bunch of carabiners, started making my own stuff. I refused. I had pretty much accepted that if gyms are going to be shut down, I am not going to let my life and something and, and have something that means the world to me, my mother, I'm not going to let that be ruined over some COVID virus flu. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to let it, I'm not going to let it destroy me being strong for my mother. And so I, I, I grinded through that, that shutdown, the shutdown um, came to an end for a lot of people and a lot of people, you know, their attitudes bounced back. I started seeing old, old friends that I made in the gym and they're like, Oh man, how, you know, how nice is this? And would how'd you stay so, uh, how'd you stay so lean? I'm like, I stayed active. And they're like, how, why? And I'm like, I refuse to quit. And I wasn't at the time really sharing with a bunch of people what I would, what I, what I'd gone through with my father and my mother. I was just kind of keeping that bundled up. I wasn't looking for a pity party. I, I wasn't looking for anything other than I was using that for my own personal motivation so that I didn't get irritated and become my mom didn't have the physical strength to constantly make sure her grown son was taken care of. It was now my job to make sure my mother and father are, are solid. So I, uh, after the first shutdown and it opened back up, life kind of went back to normal. And I kind of, I kind of almost not forgot that my mother and I have cancer, but I kind of, I kind of forgot about it. So I was going on a bear hunt with, uh, with a group of guys. And so I'm driving to the guy's house and, uh, it's actually Jason Phelps. We might as well just go ahead and clarify that. So I'm driving to Jason's house and I just crossed the Washington border. I'm excited. You know, yeah, I don't have to work out for eight days, but that's, that's not really true because I'm going to wake up every morning and we're going to hike. So there's going to be work done. It's just going to be a lot different work. And I'm excited, you know, as a, uh, as someone that's, that's new behind the film and hunt, every hunt I could, I could sink my teeth in. I'm eager, you know, this is, this is some of the reason why I, uh, why I do what I do every day. It's so I can go on these hunts and I can hunt harder and I can, I can hunt farther and I don't, I'm not fatigued and I, I can hunt for five and six and seven, eight days, 10 days and still just keep going like the Energizer Bunny. And the whole entire time I'm driving, 
I'm just thinking how awesome this is. Well, so I cross over the Washington border, not too far into Washington. I have two sisters. Uh, they're twins. The youngest of the two calls me and says, hey, taking mom to the doctor. And I'm like, what? For what? You know, and it's like, oh, for her cancer test. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm still going on this hunt and I'm going with a group of guys and I don't want to be the guy that's like the Debbie down. I don't want to let this ruin my good time. I just keep telling myself it's going to be okay. Just one day at a time, go have fun. And I'm like, why would my mom not tell me this? Well, my mom didn't want to tell me because she was, she knew that I would probably cancel the hunt so I could be there with her. So we go on the hunt. Um, no, it wasn't successful that time, but I had fun. I laughed. I smiled. I, I had everything I needed. And one night we were sitting around and we were talking about, um, you know, the whole COVID thing and the gyms being shut down. And we were talking about fitness and, and that kind of that reason, reason why not to be irritated and sleep in and sit on the couch and just drink beer. And it kind of got to over to me, and they're just like, little Mr. Go-Getter here, he just doesn't quit. I'm like, you just got to find – I'm like, you got to find one thing every day that sets your soul on fire. And you, whether it's, it's positive motivation or negative motivation, let that one thing fuel your fire. Like, let it be the reason why you get up early. Your boss pissed you off yesterday? Get up early and go – Go work harder so that today you can, you you know, when he shows up and he's bitter and he's going to be on your case, your attitude's already good. You know, like your attitude for the day, you've already decided I'm in a good mood. His, his bitter mood's not going to ruin your good mood. And if he's trying to be bitter and ruin your day, well, that just ruined his day more. And he's going to go to his office and hopefully sit and go, well, that didn't work. So... Back to the bear hunt. Sorry. Um, we go on the, we, the bear hunting wasn't all that great. And we're on our, we're on our way home and we're driving and we make it back to Jason's house and I offload all my stuff. And, uh, I say my goodbyes and I get in my car and I, I head for, I head for home. And so I'm driving and I get like probably 40 minutes away from Jason, Jason's house. And, I get a phone call. I answer it, you know, and it's on the other end of the phone is my, my other sister. And she's hysterical. Just hysterical. I'm like, what? Like, why are, why are you crying? What's up? Stop crying and talk to me. Like, so she finally, she finally gains herself enough to, to tell me that my mother has cancer. And I'm like, what? So all that, all that back, you know, all that staying positive and all that stuff. It's a four hour, it's about a four hour drive from my, from Jason's house to my house or vice versa. All this time I'm driving along and it's like, well, why? 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 You know, how is this true? How now what am I going to do? You know, it's like, so now I have, I have all this this uh this kind of not built up aggression but i have these 
I have all these, uh, these thoughts of, you know, why is this happening to me? I stayed positive. I stayed motivated. I don't think we get to pick what happens to us. We get, we do get to pick how we deal with it. So as I'm driving home, you know, I start realizing that back to those fun facts that I spoke of before is I have to do this for my mom. I can't, I can't wake up tomorrow morning and, and be irritated and be upset and be bitter because my mom has cancer. I can, but I can't show it to her. I have to wake up and show her that I'm, I'm strong, I'm strong willed. And I have to be the, I have to be the positive light, if you will, for her. I have to be her flashlight in the darkness. So I, I finally, the next day comes when I talk to my mother and, you know, it's like, I cancer doesn't really run in my family. Um, so I'm talking to my mom and she's asking me what we're, you know, what we're going to do. And uh, I'm like, without even missing a beat, I'm just like, we're going to get up every day. Okay. We're going to be thankful. And uh, I'm going to make you a deal. She's like, yeah, okay. What kind of deal are you going to make me? I'm like, you're, you're pretty proud of who I am today. Right. Like she's like, yeah, yeah, I am. I said, you enjoy seeing me healthy and happy and motivated and positive and up, you know, you enjoy the person sitting in front of you. And I said, right. And she's like, yeah. I said, okay. I said, well, I enjoy you guys. Cause you guys have always, you know, you never really shot me down or, you know, kind of as I grew up to an adult, when I would do stupid things, you didn't say, Hey Jason, you should have, you shouldn't have went and gone to that bar and, you know, did those, if, you wouldn't feel bad today if you wouldn't have gone and done that. You just kind of laughed. And so anyways, I said, here's the deal, mom. I said, if you quit the fight, I quit. And she goes, what's that mean? I said, I'm going to quit. I said, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go back to sitting on the couch and just hanging out. And she's like, what? I'm like, if you quit, if you, if you physically quit or give up, I said, I'm going to give up. And she's like, I won't quit. I'm like, okay. Uh, then I won't. So from that day forward for the last, you know, since last, uh, she started chemotherapy in October, not October. She started it. And I guess she would have started in like August as we headed into this. I kept reminding her every day. I'm like, I would, I'd send her text, you know, I'm just be like, how's the savage beast today? And she's like, hi, you're funny. I'm like, remember the deal? I remember the deal. So every day, even though there was days, dude, there was days where I didn't want to get up at 3.50 a.m. and go to the gym. I wanted to sleep in. I wanted to sit. I wanted to stay home and lick my wounds and figure out why my mom had cancer. And there's no, I'm not going to find out why I never will. But what I can do is not sit on the couch, you know, not lick my wounds. I can get up and be positive and supportive and be strong for my mom. That's, that's what you've got to do. So I use that as that's probably been my, that's probably been the biggest thing that has set the fire and 
So heading into this, uh, it was, uh, my mom was coming in October. My mom was coming to the end of her chemo and, uh, I was doing really good about it. You know, like I was staying pretty positive. All my, you know, all, all my friends on Instagram are like, I started, I actually hit a point in time in life where I started to share that my mom had cancer and I don't, I didn't share those pictures looking for people's sympathy or pity. I shared those pictures because I seen some of my friends that needed motivation and I wasn't trying to say, Hey, look, like my mom's got cancer. What's your excuse? I was trying to say, Hey, here's a lady that's her. She's already struggling and she's getting up every day and fighting. She gets up every day. She puts a smile on her face. She does her housework, right? She's just not quitting. She's not quitting. I'm not quitting. That was the deal. And so as the chemo started to kind of come to an end, we get hit with another surprise. The chemo quit working. And I was just like, dude, ah, what? And they're talking about emergency surgeries. And so at this point in time, I'm thinking, okay, my mom's, my mom's got this thing lit, right? So I think it was October, I think October 22nd, I decided to start a workout called 75 hard. And I had a friend, I had a friend do it last year. And for some reason, like, I probably couldn't have picked a better time in my life to start 75 hard. It's just another reason why. But so with the 75 hard thing, when he told me about it last year, he's like, you should do it. I looked at it and I'm like, this is, this is hard, right? This is, there's all these things you got to do. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, dude, I can't do this. This doesn't, this doesn't fit my bill. This doesn't fit my style. And I instantly pinpointed that right there as, as an excuse. And so fast forward, October 22nd, some friends said, we're going to do the 75 hard. I'm like, okay. I'm like, have you guys looked at it? And they're like, yeah, it looks, looks challenging, but it's doable. I'm like, Dang, like these, these people aren't seeing something. These people are seeing something I'm not. So I go look at the workout again and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I can do this. Nope. I kept trying to like tell myself in my head, it's not going to work. I was planning on going to Utah and hunting elk. So I was like, I can't, I can't do this workout and hunt elk. I can't, it just won't work. And for you guys out there listening to this, 75 hard is it's just, it's a daily challenge of some simple tasks. You work out twice a day for 45 minutes each time. If you stop, if you're out, it has to be 45 minutes. You can't do 25 minutes here and 25 minutes here and some 10 minutes here. It's got to be 45 minutes. And so one of them has to be outside. doesn't matter if it's pouring down rain. Doesn't matter if there's six feet of snow on the ground. <laughs> you get outside, do the work, and those those things right there, those things excite me. They light my soul on fire. They kind of 
they kind of say, hey, I'm an elite. I'm a different breed of human. And then the other stuff is like, oh, that's pretty easy. You got to drink a gallon of water. You got to take a progress picture every day, right? Showing, showing kind of just, it's a simple task. There's no cheating. There's no cheat meals. You have to follow a diet plan. And the guy that started Andy Priscilla doesn't tell you what sort of diet you have to follow, but you can't, you can't be sitting on the couch eating Lay's potato chips and eating bologna sandwiches and cheeseburgers from McDonald's. That's not a diet plan. I'm like, well, that's not that hard. I don't eat out now. Like this is, this is doable. And then I went, wait, how am I going to clean eat when I'm out hunting? Cause some of my, you know, some of my snacks, I'm like, I'll just adjust my snacks. And then, so the next, the next thing is, is there's no alcohol. You can't, there's no alcohol for 75 days. I'm like, that's easy. Fun little story. I, I've been clean and sober for just, just right out three years. I haven't had, I haven't touched a drop. I wasn't some sort of raging alcoholic. Um, I actually quit drinking over a bet. And so I'm like, well, that's easy. I got that. And then you got to read 10 pages from a, from a non-fictional book or, or one from like an entrepreneur. And I'm like, I can, I can do this. Like I can do this. And I'm like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it to support my friends because I want to see my friends succeed because they were struggling. I, my friends that started it were struggling. They were struggling with the COVID. They were struggling as parents being, having school shut down. They were struggling. Their whole life and their whole structure was turned upside down, just like everybody probably listening was. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm, I'll do it with them. If they can do it, I can do it. And on the days that it's tough, I'll lift them up. And on the days it's tough for me, they can lift me up. And so I told myself I would start it. So I started every aspect of it, but I didn't, I didn't have a book and I wasn't sure what I wanted to read, but I wasn't, I wasn't going to cheat and say that those, those three days that I'd already been doing two workouts and following this and doing that. I wasn't going to say that those counted because that's cheating. And the only person you're cheating at the end of the day is yourself. So lo and behold, I, uh, I get a text message from my good friend, Kendall card. And he says, Hey man, I have something being sent your way. I hope you enjoy. I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm thinking, you know, my friend that, you know, he's probably sending me some new gear, piece of gear, you know, some new, you know, something cool and new, some new insole, some new sock, some new shirt, something. I get home and on my porch, there's a book. I'm like, huh. I'm like, so I, I'm at this point in time, I'm at a lack. Yeah, you know, I'm at a loss of words. Like this is destiny, right? Like I'm supposed to do this workout. So I started, you know, I started the workout, right? I started reading, started making sure I was drinking a gallon of water every day. I was doing two workouts a day. And so as October 29th came around and a chemo quit working, and then these doctors are talking about this emergency surgery, probably one of the biggest, the biggest stepping stones of me staying calm, cool, and collective during all this was that 75 hard workout. And through all this, you know, 
So my mom, after my mom's surgery, I, uh, I had to go take care of her. My dad's around. I mean, my, my parents are still married, but I'm driving my mom to the doctor, you know, and I'm the one that they're showing how to, you know, change these bandages. Right. And I, every time I go to the doctor's appointment, the, the doctor's like, you're pretty strong willed. And I'm like, I just, I just kept repeating hard things for a reason. He just smiled at me and I'm like, and he finally asked me and he's like, how are you, uh, how are you holding up? I'm like, good, good. Yeah, man. Good. Like, uh, you know, I said, my mom's pretty, uh, pretty strong as you can tell. And he's like, how are you managing to hold up so well? He's like, are you, have you grieved? You know, he's genuinely concerned about me. So I tell him, I was like, no, man, like I, I haven't, I just, I refuse, I refuse to quit. I said, I, I can't quit. I have to do this for my mom. I have to. And I finally, I, I just was like, I made a deal with her. If she quits, I quit. So he's like, that's, that's awesome, man. He's like, I wish more cancer patients had, had support like you. And I was like, he goes, I wish I had someone to support me like you do. And I said, you don't, you don't need anybody. You, you don't necessarily need me. I said, you have it inside you. And he just kind of grinned and he left it at that, you know? And so upon doing the 75 hard and, and trying to take care of my mom. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to juggle a full-time job. You know, I'm, I'm working eight hours a day. Um, I work for a municipality. I'm a, I'm a government worker. I'm a, I'm a maintenance guy. So as winter's coming, you know, the days, the days are getting shorter, but work is also getting more demanding. So I'm trying to, I, I, I'm trying to juggle work, making sure my mom's bandages are changed every day. So I got to drive to her house, which is, you know, 20, 20 plus minutes each way. Plus I got to make sure I get these workouts in and then the simple tasks of reading and drinking a gallon of water. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this. And so, you know, during these, during like the times that we're going through right now, like COVID, you said people need to find a good reason. They need to find a reason why they have to find something that, that lights their soul on fire, whether it be getting up in the morning, making your bed is a simple task in a human. We like, we like to feel successful. And I remember being a small child. My mom used to make me, I had to make my bed every day. And I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. It's not the dumbest thing in the world. It's actually probably the smartest thing in the world. You get up in the morning and make your bed. That's such a presence for the day off. Right. Cause you don't wake up irritated and bitter. You wake up, you make your bed and you look at yourself and go, dang, Look at you go. You bad man. You made your bed. Like you just made a bed. Like, but our attitude say we just made our bed. Well, then guess what? It's like, hey, why don't we go out in the garage and do some, uh, you know, why don't we go out there? Yeah, we don't have any gym equipment. Why don't we go out there and just do a little uh, 15, 20 minute workout? Just a quick little, 
you know, and then all of a sudden you're feeling even better about yourself because, you know, you're setting your presence for the day. You're, 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 you're allowing yourself to be happy and positive. You're not allowing, you're not allowing the negative from people constantly telling you have to wear a mask or you're going to, you're going to do this, or you're going to do that, or you're not letting the neighbor that irritated you by staying up too late last night. That stuff doesn't, you're not allowing that negative. It's, it's in, it's, it's there. You're just not allowing it to affect you. And I think like talking to people on Instagram, you know, it's like the, the magical question that I've been asked is how are you staying motivated? And it took me a little bit because my friends were like, dude, I, you know, I'm, I don't get it. Like, how are you staying motivated? Not too many people know I'm doing 75 hard. I'll be done on December 28th. I've got 11 more days. Um, so a couple of my buddies, I was like, I was like, well, why do you, you know, like, why do you need to stay motivated? And they're like, what? I'm like, why do you need to stay motivated? And so they're like, well, I was doing really good. The gym was open. I'm like, okay, so do you need the gym? And they're like, yeah, I, I don't have anything at home. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, but you have, you have yourself, right? My buddy's like, yeah. I said, do you have a backpack? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, put, put some of your hunting gear in your backpack. You go out in the garage. I said, go, go after work. And he's like, but I got the wife and the kids. And I'm like, I know, I know. I, I got it. I said, make it a priority. You have to, cause he told, he told me, he's like, dude, it's, 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 I'm trying to juggle. I'm trying to juggle all these things. And then he, he quickly, he responds with, he's like, I'm sorry, man. He goes, I just, I, I don't feel like I should be telling you what I'm trying to juggle. He goes, cause you're trying to juggle a lot more than I am. He goes, tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up. He goes, I'll go out to the garage and I'll find something to do. I'm like, all right. So the next morning came along and sure enough, at four o'clock in the morning, I was just crawling out of my bed and my phone goes off and there's my buddy telling me, thanks for the motivation. He's out in his garage and he sends me a video. And guess what I did? I used that right there as my motivation. He's, you know, he's a, Here's a guy that was yesterday was he couldn't find his reason why to go out to the garage. And this morning he found it. He used me. And then guess what? Today I'm using him. I'm using him. I'm using my mom. I'm using the governor telling me that I have to wear a mask at the grocery store. Instead of being bitter and pissed off about it, I'm using that as, uh, I'm just going to work out in my garage. Thanks, Gov. Like, I'll just do this. Like, you're not going to stop me. Right. It, uh, I, I, I think everybody knows, like they have the, they have the, I think humans all, we all have, we're all wired differently, but I think we all have it inside us, but it's easy to find the re it's, it's easy to say no to something that is physical or is 
it's easy to find reasons why not versus reasons why. And for me, if you're if you're struggling to find a reason why, find something. If you if you're a parent, get up in the morning, look at your kids. There's a reason why. There's a reason why you should go out to the gym. You know, if you can go to a gym or go out to the garage or go for a walk. If you're gonna go for a walk, wait till your wait till it's daylight or whatever. Take your kids with you. Take the kids in the dog. Make it make it a fun game. Like, just don't quit because they say that you got to wear a mask and people are going to get sick. You don't can't can't live your life in four walls of fear. Like you can't live in fear. But it's I don't know. That's uh, kind of my take on it. I know I kind of chopped that all up and it's all wishy washy, but I think at the end of the day, every morning, every every night before I go to bed. I find a reason why to get up the next morning. Like I find a reason why, whether it's posting a, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a goofy. I like to have fun. I like to make people smile. And so here lately, you know, I have to do these workouts or guess what? I failed 75 hard. And if I want to complete it, I have to start back at day one. So, you know, I'm out walking in the rain in the cold, in the in the cold Oregon rain, and when it's just pouring down rain, I find myself laughing. When I go outside and I walk with my dog, I find myself laughing. And I'm like, the first time I caught myself, I mean, we're talking like torrential downpour, there's standing water on the streets, my feet are soaked. I'm 38 years old and I'm stomping in mud puddles. That was my reason why I was having fun. I'm 38 years old and I'm stomping in mud puddles and I'm laughing about it. I'm like, that was fun. Like that was my inner kid coming out. There was a reason why. And so now like yesterday I had to go outside and I had to walk in the rain with my dog. And as soon as I took off walking, I instantly started laughing and the town I live in is small. There's all these people driving by and they're looking at me like, what on the green earth is this man doing? It's pouring rain. And they're just like looking at me like, you know, am I, they're probably thinking, okay, this is probably a homeless guy. You know, probably walking his dog. We don't, we may come across as homeless. We are kind of homely looking. That's besides point. Here's this guy out, out walking in the rain. And there's this guy that I run into. He runs on, he runs on a schedule. And every time I, every day I see, every day that I actually do inter, interact with him, I never physically spoke with him. He always smiles, nods, and gives me a thumbs up. This guy's not, He's not complaining that it's raining, right? So yesterday I'm walking in the rain and I'm laughing. And I'm looking up at the sky and the rain's hitting me in the face. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Here I am, pouring down rain, laughing. So I can't help but to get on my Instagram and make a, make a story. And it went just like this. 
I, st- I started the video and I was laughing and I was like, this is cool. This is fun. You know, and you can hear the rain hitting my rain jacket and it's, you can see it. I'm like, this is way cooler than walking in 75 degree weather. I'm like, at least this way, I'm not sweating. And a bunch of people are like, are you, you know, are you nuts? I'm like, no. I'm like, turn the negative around. And they're like, I'm not going walking in the rain. That's stupid. It's cold and wet. And I'm like, is it stupid? I said, because guess what? Yesterday I was stomping in mud puddles again. 38 years old, stomping in mud puddles. Because it's fun. And I'm like, I told one person that. I was like, I'm, I'm walking my dog. I'm stomping in the mud puddles like a small child. And I'm laughing. I'm having fun. I'm like, quit finding the reasons why not. Like, when you open your door or you open your blinds in the morning, if you instantly go, oh, crap, this sucks, it's raining again, or it's snowing, or whatever, that right there is, you've already decided that it's like, well, I'm not going to go outside and walk in the rain because it sucks. So you're like, ah, holy smokes, it's, it's, it's raining outside. Huh. I'll be. I guess I'll go stomping mud puddles. I, I mean, dude, like, that's just it. Just, uh, just have fun. You know, like, you should be serious about stuff, but you can't also, you can't, you can't let the COVID thing and the governor shutting stuff down wherever your state, home state is, you know. I mean, I have friends that are in Montana that, they're sending me pictures every day. Their gyms are still open. I'm like, dang, I'm jealous. You know? Yeah, I'm jealous, but I can't, I can't, I can't change it. So I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, my buddies are tagging me in these, these stories. I'm AM workout crushed. You know, they're, they're flexing their arm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to the gym. It's on day. You know, I'm just like, or I could just be like, well, this is stupid. Good for you. You know, you could, you could, you could look at it two ways. I could tag, I could tag you guy, right? I could tag you tomorrow, right? And you could, you could open it up in the morning and go, oh, lucky sucker. He's at the gym. I would go work out if I had a gym, right? I don't have a gym, so I'm not going to work out. That's, that's, that's setting number one, right? That's how you could look at it. Or setting number two is you could get up and just be like, dang, he's all flexed out. That handsome guy. I'm going to go out to the garage. I'm going to go find stuff to lift. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And out to the garage you go. Like if you, if you use me as a reason why, then that's awesome. That's what I want you to do. If you use me as a reason why to laugh, that's even better because that's what I want. I want people to watch my story on Instagram. I want them to be motivated. I don't want them to sit on the couch. I don't want people to look at me and think, oh, that poor guy, his mother's, you know, got cancer. You know, she's losing her teeth because of all the chemo and all the radiation. No, I want people to look at, look at me and go, how's that guy doing it? I want them to message me and say, Jason. What's the secret? There is no secret. Don't 
just don't start your day. Like I tell people the same thing every day. I'm like, get up in the morning, make your bed, start your day off with a good attitude and find one thing before you go to bed and for the next day of the reason why.